Hey, it's Jordan Harbinger of The Art of Charm, and you're listening to The 360 Entrepreneur with Jan Ilunga. This is episode 30, and today we take a crash course on charisma, and we talk about how to become the person people can't wait to do business with. Here we go. Welcome to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what is up? Yanni Lunga here with the big three, oh, the 30th episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope you're having a great day, that you're ready for a fantastic weekend and for an amazing episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. And even though I refer to it as an episode, I should refer to it more as a course because today we take a sort of crash course on charisma and we talk about some things you can keep in mind and you can do to become the person people can't wait to do business with. And we're joined by an incredibly cool guest today. And before I tell you more about him, let's take a second to check out today's sponsor. When talking about web hosting, there is no doubt. Bluehost is the number one web hosting service. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting, a limited domain hosting, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account, and you get 24-7 top-notch support, and you can install your WordPress sites automatically with just a couple of clicks. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up, and when you do, you get a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Okay, so today we are joined by The Art of Charm co-founder and co-host Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm is the place where ordinary guys become extraordinary men and Jordan, along with AJ Harbinger, they teach people a bunch of different things that can really help them live a successful life. So they talk about entrepreneurship, about networking, about health. They also talk about dating. So we're going to get some great tips and things that you can do right away. And Jordan also has an exercise, a drill that you can do as you listen to him and I here on the podcast. You find the show notes with the links to everything. And I mean, everything Jordan and I mentioned in this episode and free downloads at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 30. Let's hear it. Here is a crash course on charisma, how to become the person people can't wait to do business with, with Jordan Harbinger. Hey everybody, I hope you're ready for this awesome podcast episode and it's actually going to be sort of a crash course because we're going to talk about how to use charisma and become the person everybody can't wait to do business with. And what an incredible guest we have here today. He's the co-founder of theartofcharm.com, the place where ordinary guys become extraordinary men. He's also the co-host of iTunes top-ranking show, The Art of Charm, the podcast that shows you how to become more charismatic in any situation, master your career by becoming a super connector, revamp your love for live and intimate relationships. And it also features 
extraordinary guys like Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss from It's Sethi, and my guest, Jordan Harbinger. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me on board. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm a big fan of the art of charm, and I'm sure this episode slash crash, crash course is going to be fun. So obviously, as a big fan of the art of charm, I know what you guys do very, very well. But in case there is someone who is listening to you and I that is not familiar with the art of charm, can you give them a short intro? Sure. So essentially what I've done is taken everything I wish I knew like 15 years ago and started talking with high performers who implement this stuff and teach this stuff or get them to teach this stuff and and deliver that to the audience. So I might talk with somebody who's really, really productive, not just time management, but somebody who knows how to outsource really well, manage their time, delegate, and I'll have them come on and teach us some things. And it's not just for entrepreneurs and business people. It's Mm -hmm. actually for everyone. We have a lot of people who just work regular jobs and want to get ahead at work. And there's also people who are using this stuff in their dating life. There's people who are using this stuff in their marriage. So it's not just the productivity. We talk a lot about human psychology, relationships, persuasion, public speaking, negotiation, dating, attraction, anything that has to do with applied psychology is fair game for the show. So is is really improvement and development 360 degrees, Jordan? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we talk about how to use charisma to become the person everybody can't wait to do business with. And I know that we shouldn't be judging a book by its cover, but we know that first first impressions actually affect the way we relate with people. So the first question I have for you, Jordan, is what tips do you have for us in terms of what we can do to make a great first impression? Sure. So this is a really common question and it's very true. A lot of people like to think they're above really managing their first impression or they like to think, oh, well, you know, I'm not that judgy of a person. I don't judge people, but we can't help it. This is hardwired. It's biologically wired into our brain. It's evolutionary Mm -hmm. psychology. So what we know is your first impression is not made when you open your mouth. And that's a really common misconception that people have. They think, well, you know, my first impression is made Uh, when I start talking to somebody. And that's not actually true. It happens when they notice you, when they first make that assessment of you. So we call it, at the Art of Charm, we call it becoming a blip on their radar. So (laughs) usually this happens the second that someone notices you, and usually people notice you when you walk in a room. And so what that means is the second we walk into the room is when our first impression is made for most people when we enter their line of sight at all, their awareness at all, not when we start the conversation with them. And this changes the dynamic of how we do first impressions altogether because a lot of people think, you know, maybe you're at a conference or an event and, you know, you're doing your own thing. You don't know who's watching. You don't care who's watching. And then you try to make a different type of impression on somebody or you're waiting for a speaker and you're kind of being shy and quiet, standing in the corner (laughs) or whatever you know, whatever you're doing, uh, or or maybe you're the loud, obnoxious guy in the room like me, and, <laughs> and you try to meet somebody else. And, and that's your first impression, not the first impression you do when you when you reach out and you shake your hand and you smile, you put on your best plastic, fake, whatever. That's not your first impression. Your first impression is when they noticed you. So if they noticed you before that, you might be fighting an uphill battle. And so since it's these first impressions are created when you walk into the room, generally, 
the only way that we can make them, since we we don't walk into rooms and say, I'm here, look at me, and I'm confident we can't say that, right? That that would be <laughs> weird. So our, our actually, our first impressions are made non-verbally. They're not made verbally at all. It has nothing to do with what you say, which is good news, actually, because that means if the first thing you say is kind of off or weird or you stumble over your words, it matters a lot less. Because remember, that's not your first impression. Your first impression was made non-verbally. So on the other side of the coin, what that does mean is it means our body language and our nonverbal communication has to be really on point. If it's not, we risk having other people make unfair or, well, actually they would be fair, but undesirable mm -hmm. impressions mm -hmm. of us at first that we then have to crawl out of. And of course, we know just from science and exploring things like that at The Art of Charm that the mind follows the body and the body follows the mind. So what we do and what I can give the listeners here just briefly is a drill. And this drill helps you nail down your nonverbal communication. And the reason it's important to do this drill and allow your nonverbal communication to become habit is because if I decide, all right, I'm going to a conference tomorrow, I'm going to remember to stand up straight. I'm going to remember to smile. I'm going to remember to have open body language. I'm going to remember to hold my head upright and back and my shoulders back and my chest up. That's a lot to remember. Mm -hmm. And so one, it's you're not going to be able to do it for very long, if at all. And two, if you are doing it, you're not going to be able to have normal conversations with other humans because you're going to be thinking <laughs> chest up, shoulders back, smile, eye contact. You know, that's not a good, you don't want to have that process running consciously while you're trying to focus on other things. So it has to become at the level of habit, which means you have to be subconsciously competent when it comes to nonverbal communication. So uh, right now what you can do is hold your head up, put your shoulders back, put your chest up, put a smile on your face. And you don't have to exaggerate it. You'll look a little bit silly if you do. <laughs> you can if you want to get the general idea. However, if you do this, remember what this feels like and what this looks like. And when, whenever you walk through a door, and I mean even in your own house, your bathroom, your bedroom, your living room, whatever, of course, any door to any other place ever, uh, if you do this for the next two weeks and you straighten up every time you walk through a doorway, then you won't have to think about it again after a really short period of time. And so what that means is next time you go out to Starbucks, you don't have to think, hmm, I should be exuding and exhibiting positive nonverbal <laughs> body language cues. You don't have to think about that stuff. It's going to be handled because it's going to be a habit. And that's one of the most powerful communication techniques that you can have. Of course, once it is habit, what that means is now you're doing this all the time subconsciously, not only do you not have to think about it anymore, but it's causing people to look at you differently. Mm -hmm. Because if you look open, you look confident, you look friendly, remember that smile. What that means to other people is essentially, as far as they know, you are that way. And when people treat you that way, you start to act that way. And when you start to act that way, more people start to treat you that way. And it reinforces, it's self-reinforcing. So what this does is not only does it communicate confidence and positive nonverbal communication and openness, friendliness, it causes other people to feel that way about you. And that is huge because once people start to treat you better and like you're a more confident, positive, open person, that changes the way you think and feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, now you're actually building confidence on autopilot. It's pretty cool and it's science-based. It's not woo-woo. I didn't make this up in my parents' garage. This is based <laughs> on sound science uh, and it's taught by a lot of a lot of folks actually um, in, in a less, I, I would say in a less easy to digest manner um, where they're in laboratories with little electrodes stuck all over them and things <laughs> like that or video cameras. But you can apply this right away 
And the best test of any of this stuff is to try it and see if it works for you. Boom, there we have it. Here is how to make a great first impression. And, and Jordan, I think that, you know, listening to you is also something that is not even that difficult to implement in the sense that once we start practicing it, it's going to become something that we can do spontaneously, like you said, and we're not going to be thinking about, you know, how our shoulders should be, how how much we should be smiling and, and all this kind of thing. So is is a great recommendation. And, and guys, as, jo- as Jordan said, just simply try it. Whenever you cross a door there at home or if you're at the gym when you're walking out, just just try and see how how you feel, first of all, and, and try it over and over and over again. And I'm sure that already after a few days, you're going to start to feel differently. And Jordan, at the Art of Charm, as you told us, you talk about many different things. And one of those is networking. And there is something that you that you mentioned, I think it was in one of your podcasts or one of your blog posts that really got my attention. And I made a note actually to ask you about that, because you talked about non-traditional secrets of a killer networker. So do you have some tips for us on how we can become killer networkers in a non-conventional way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So most people, what they think of when they think of networking is, all right, I got to go to this dumb event and, you know, I've got to print up business cards and then they walk up to people and they feel bad. They feel dumb Mm -hmm. about the networking process. And, And it actually makes sense because they're doing it in a weird way. You know, they're going up to people and they're thinking, oh, I've got to like force myself essentially on on these people. And and I don't really want to do that because it's intrusive. And they're totally right. If you feel like networking in that way is weird and uncomfortable, you don't have to get more comfortable with that to, quote unquote, be a good networker. Hmm. People who do that, they're doing it wrong. People who do that are actually annoying. You're not the only person who feels like that, you, <laughs> you know, um, and so it's really not a good way to make connections because there's no real connection being made. You're just giving me your contact info, which I could find on the internet, right? right. I, don't, I don't need it, um, and I don't want it. And and this happens all the time, and if people are having a trouble or a problem, think of an example. I don't go to, quote-unquote, networking events. In fact, here's a the first tip is going to networking events is where most people who are really good at networking don't ever set foot. Mm-hmm. I would, n- I never go to a quote unquote networking event because here's what happens at a networking event. Hi, Jordan, what do you do? Oh, that's interesting. I'm a financial planner. Here's my card. If you need a financial manager, give me a call. I get results from my clients. Uh, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. That times 100 is what happens at a financial, uh, at, at a networking meeting. A good quote unquote good networking meeting is how can we help you, Jordan? And you go, uh, I don't know. I guess I need this type of thing to move my business forward. And a bunch of people who aren't really going to be able to help you, aren't really making that much on their own, aren't really doing anything because that's who goes to net, quote unquote networking events. They go, oh, I know a guy who knows some stuff. And then they try to refer you to somebody who they haven't tested, who's not a high performer. That's generally how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, because people who are at the bottom of the totem pole, and I'm not trying to you know, really dig on those people. They're trying to meet and connect. There's something to be said for that. But you just very rarely do you get anything from anything like that. You're going in thinking, or they're, I should say, they're going in thinking, what can I get from everybody in the room? And that's not how you create connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, way that, the way that high performers do it is they go to regular events that look fun, that look like the crowd's going to be good. 
um, that their friends are at, uh, where they can get warm introductions to other high performers through their friends who are attending. And they walk up and they, they meet people, they hang out just like you would at any other normal social function. And then, and here's the key, they look for ways to help other people or add value. And that's really nebulous and vague. So I'm going to be very specific. What this means is I'm looking for ways to help other people and I'm not even thinking about what I can get from anyone that I'm talking to. Because mm -hmm. what I know, what I know is if I help Jan and I help Jason and I help Jeremy and I help Mike and I help Jim and I help Ben in the future, not only have I gotten some, you know, positive karma from helping those people out, uh, given adding any value where I can, if I need anything, I know I can reach out to those guys and they don't go, oh, Jordan's always asking for stuff. They're, they're looking for opportunities to help me in return, right? I mm -hmm. don't have to ask them most of the time for anything. A lot of the time, stuff just falls from the sky. Hey, Jordan, uh, thanks for that recommendation for a dentist. How about this? I was noticing this on your website. Do you need a good graphic designer? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, or I know that you run a podcast. I don't know if you've met this guy, but I know I happen to know so-and-so. Would you like an introduction? Yeah, that sounds great. That's how it works. Now, here's the thing. People listening are going, well, I'm really new to the entrepreneurship game or I don't have any quote-unquote value mm -hmm. to offer. You know, I don't have anything I can add. I don't have a great Rolodex. I'm starting from scratch. Well, that's okay. Here's what you do. Instead, you know, you don't have to go, hey, Mr. High Profile, introduce me to your high profile friends. I have all my <laughs> high profile friends. Let me introduce. That's not how it has to work. That's great when it can because that means your network is exponentially powerful, right? If you have a bunch of great people in your network, other people have a bunch of great people in their network, that's, there's a lot of leverage there. If you have, let's say, Jack Squat in your network, you know, you're, you're counting up your barber and your mom's hairdresser and stuff mm -hmm. like that in your network, that's okay. That's totally fine. And the way that it starts to work is you show up to any event that you get invited to and all you look to do is help other people. That's mm -hmm. all you do. Don't ever think about what you can get out of it. Just look for ways to help other people. And so you get the card from the financial manager and you look at, you may, maybe you don't refer clients to him because finances are touchy, but you look at his <laughs> website, you look at his communication and you say, hey, you know what I noticed? You don't have a way to collect emails on your website. Or, hey, you know what I noticed? Uh, other financial planners that I know are doing really well with this sort of website chat thing or whatever. Have you ever thought about that? Chances are they have not. Now, this isn't where you go, great, because I'm a web guy and I can set it up. What you do is you say, you know, I know a guy who would probably be able to hook that up for you. Are you interested in meeting that person? Right. Mm -hmm. Because now you're not asking for their business. You're not referring them a, a client or that you're uncomfortable with. You're simply taking someone in your network who can help them and plugging them into that person. That's it. All you are is a catalyst. So essentially, you're like the little, to use like a chemistry analogy, right? You're the little bond between each of the molecules, right? Mm -hmm. You're not trying to be a molecule or an atom yourself. You know, you are not a part of that equation. Your job begins and ends with you finding something that somebody needs or wants or maybe could use and then finding someone else inside your network that has something that would plug into that. Then you step back, you say, hey guys, hope this shakes out well. Let me know if I can help in any other way. Maybe you circle back with those people in 30, 60 days to see how it shook out. You know, set yourself a reminder. Mm -hmm. And chances are, you're a lot of those are never gonna go anywhere. Oh yeah, I called him and he never replied. Or oh yeah, you know what, it doesn't work with my website because blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. 
if you're doing this like once a day or three times a week, you are going to be helping so many people that opportunities start to come back to you in really weird ways. <laughs> like you get, I get email from people that are like, hey, thanks for hooking me up with ran, like random thing. And I'll tell you a, a great example of, of how this worked out really well for someone else. I was in LA uh, and I was new to LA at the time. This is years ago. Uh, I don't even live there anymore. <laughs> and I, my tooth was hurting. And I was like, oh man, this sucks. My tooth is hurting. I don't have a dentist. So I got out the, the old Google pages and I started calling dentists and they're like, listen, we're packed or we're not taking new patients or we're not equipped to handle something like that, you know, right now because someone's on vacation. And they kept saying like, oh, go to the ER. Oh, there's an urgent care mm -hmm. clinic. Call this place. And I would call and they're like, yeah, eight hour wait, maybe <laughs> come in, you know, Monday at 5 a.m. I mean, it was awful. And I was like, I, I need help now. No one, no one calls the doctor and says, man, I got a toothache. Can you see me in about a month? That never happens, right? Mm -hmm. So I was hurting literally. And on Facebook, I wrote, does anybody know a dentist in LA that can see me on short notice? I've got a toothache. Well, I got a reply from somebody. I got a bunch of replies from a lot of people, like put some Windex on it or you know, <laughs> two ice cubes or whatever. But one guy said, my aunt's a dentist. Uh, did you find anyone yet? I said, no, I didn't. He called her, said, listen, this guy I know, and bear in mind, I didn't know this guy. He was a fan of the show. It was a really mm -hmm. tenuous connection, right? One of those Facebook friends where maybe we met once, I didn't even know. And who was like, hey, let's get a beer when you move to LA. That's, so this isn't like a close buddy, right? Mm -hmm. Or a business contact. He called his aunt, got me in pretty much like the next morning. Um, she must have moved somebody around or you know, decided not to take lunch. I rolled in there. I got my tooth fixed. She was great. She didn't overcharge me. I came back. I said, hey, man, thank you very much. Let me know if there's anything I can do. He says, well, actually, I'm a graphic designer. Here's my portfolio. I'm freelancing and I'm always looking for gigs. Do you need anything? And I said, well, unfortunately, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't have a use for your services. That's usually where people or poor networkers or, or, or something like that would just leave it. Oh, I can't get anything from this person, so never mind. Yeah. Um, what I did is I actually held on to his contact information in the back of my head and I made a little note that said graphic designer. Two days later, I got an email from somebody that was another entrepreneur that said, I love your website. Who does your graphics? I said, we do them all in house. We don't have any way to do it, but here's the portfolio of a guy that I know. Do, are you interested in an introduction? They wrote back, yeah, this stuff looks great. Is he reasonable? I said, I have no idea, um, but he seems like a nice guy. I made that introduction. He mm -hmm. got a full-time job, not Whoa. a freelance gig. He got a full-time job, $70,000 a year to start, plus benefits doing full-time graphic design. So bear this in mind. A freelancer helped me find a dentist He doesn't, who I didn't know, helped me find a dentist on Facebook and in return, he got his dream job at his at his requested salary, full time. That's ridiculous. That that is insane. The odds of that happening are slim. But here's how you increase your odds in a numbers game: you keep playing, right? Mm -hmm. If you keep playing, you'll win some. And the thing is, with with networking, you're playing with house money. If nothing shakes out from the the connection, oh well, you tried. Right, it's very rare that you're going to connect two people and it's going to be like that guy stole my car and crashed it and then he like, you know, kidnapped one of my kids. How dare you introduce <laughs> me to that guy? That never that never happens, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's what happens is either nothing uh and you get credit for trying usually or somebody goes, "Man, that worked out really great. I owe you one, buddy." And the more of those you rack up, the more the better off you're going to be. 
Now, of course, I can ask that graphic designer. I could say, listen, man, I know it's Friday night on a holiday, but I need this turned around by morning. And he'll go, dude, you got me a job. I'm going to, I'm canceling my, you know, my <laughs> night out. I'm going to work on it. Like the guy is forever grateful. And the person who I found the graphic designer for always is in touch and says, listen, man, if you need anything, like, man, you found me, Jeremy, he's awesome. You know, just let me know how I, how I can help you. And he's constantly introducing me to people because he's grateful that I fulfilled that need with somebody who he didn't have to fire after two days. And that's mm -hmm. how this process starts to work. You don't need to have something of value to offer that person other than a plug-in to your network. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, no, Jordan, absolutely. And, you know, as I was listening to you, and I, I was thinking that, that yeah, because you mentioned, you know, how people do networking the wrong way. You mentioned also the events. And, and also online today, you know, with social media, emails, there are so many poor connectors. And I think that... When also when going at conferences, you, you talked about the importance of really being all for trying to help people out. And, you know, I think that if you are so good at providing value for people, you don't need, you don't even need a business card because they are going to be the ones, you know, being like, okay, so what was the name of, of that guy that made the introduction? So like in your case, obviously it was someone that you were uh, Facebook friends, even though you had never met and anything, but you at least knew one another by name. But then you just told us how something casual as just asking if someone knew a, a, a dentist in, in LA, you know, led to such a great connection. I love it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that guys, you have been enjoying this conversation with Jordan. And if you are, give him a shout out on Twitter at the art of charm. Let him know that you're listening to him on the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. And and Jordan, you know, you told us about what we should do. And there are also some, you know, negative things that you mentioned of people that do networking the wrong way. And is there something else that I have to ask you? Because you, I know that you also, as a podcaster, you also face uh, many people, both face-to-face -face and, and online. Is there maybe also some other no-nos that you want to share with, with the listeners? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure you get this all the time. I get this all the time. Like terrible, terrible pitches mm -hmm. that don't make any sense, or just non-pitches. <laughs> I had so I've I've had people like add me on Skype unsolicited, no email. They don't even call the office, nothing. Or they send me something that's in an email like, "You need me on your show." Here's right. why. And and I don't mind. I don't mind like a little confidence. That's cool, whatever. But if you're like, you need me on your show because I'm a big deal, and it's like, well, if you're, are you? Because I've never heard of you. <laughs> you you apparently don't know anyone that I know because you didn't ask for a warm introduction, mm -hmm. and you're cold pitching me with like, the reason I have to have you on, and it's always reasons that will help them, like. I'm great at this. I know a lot about that. I mean, good pitches consist of something like, and this goes for any networking thing, re mm -hmm. regardless of whether it's a pitch or not. Good pitches look like this. Hey, Jordan, I'm really, I'm a big fan of the show, or I've heard a couple episodes of the show, or my friends are big fans of the show, and they directed me towards you. I hope you have time uh, to check this out. If not, let me know how I can make this easy for you. I do this you know, obviously they did their homework. Like I do this and it looks like we have similar backgrounds and it looks like you've had other guests on your show that are in my same field. I was wondering if you'd be interested in a slightly different take on some of these same subjects. For example, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Of course, I'm happy to promote this episode to my audience. I don't have a huge audience, but I will gladly mail out to 
I don't know, 500 people, 5,000 people, whatever you have, I don't care, mm -hmm. right? You're just showing me that you're going to create something that's good enough for your own audience. Here's what's going to be in the show if I actually say yes to the pre-interview, and you've done the homework to see if it's a fit. I, I can't even tell you how many terrible pitches I get, and I even get pitches that are like, this sounds great. And then I get on the phone with the person and they're like, oh, I'm not going to share the episode with my audience. My audience only gets content directly from me. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you're, you're telling me that you want to create something for my audience, but whatever it is, it's not going to be good enough for your audience. Right. Excuse me. I don't think so. So there's a lot of things that people don't even think about that just immediately disqualifies them. Or they say, yeah, I'll tweet it. I don't care about Twitter. No one cares about Twitter. You're, if you're not going to put me in the most engaged part of your audience funnel, you clearly don't value what we're going to create. Mm -hmm. And that's important for entrepreneurs to know because I see a lot of stuff like that where they're like, hey, would you consider giving me a shout out on your show? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. Is it a fit? Oh, no, it's a tie-dye clothing brand. Well, <laughs> I appreciate your, your hustle and asking, but no. I, I don't need a free t-shirt bad enough to give up what would literally be a $2,500 advertising slot on our mm -hmm. show for a product that's not a great fit. Now, if you're a startup and you have something amazing and you have a limited budget, that's one thing. But if you just want free advertising on a large platform, that's another thing. And, and I totally get it because I've done stuff like this in the past. You're not thinking about what's in it for them. But again, going back to what we were talking about before, that's the only thing that matters. Helping right. other people get what they want should be the only thing that you're thinking about right now if you're new to this. The only thing. Even yeah. in the back of your mind, in the back of your mind, you might be thinking, eventually this will pan out to something good for me. That's okay. But the second you start keeping score, you're in trouble. Do you know what I mean mm -hmm, by that? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. When you start to think about, oh, okay, I helped Jordan doing this so I have to make sure that kind of he helps me back no I absolutely agree with you and that's also something I do I have a, a music business podcast and, and blog and you know sometimes I would get emails that really showed me that the people didn't do any research so in my case is a is about music business and about jazz music but I don't do any album reviews is not a I'm not a music venue I'm not a music festival and I I still get email from people asking me for album reviews and really showing me that they didn't spend even 10 seconds on the website to see what is actually I'm doing there. So I definitely agree with you that it's important to really think about what's in it, what's in it for them to do some research before actually contacting the people. And you, Jordan, you shared so many great tips here with us, but I'm sure that there might be someone listening to you and, and I and thinking, well, Jordan, Jan, you know, you said so many great things, but I'm really kind of an introvert person. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think I can get out of my comfort zone. So do you have some words of encouragement for them? Sure. Being, here's the, here's the, here's the thing no one's going to like. Being an introvert is not a medical excuse for being a little bit shy. In fact, being an introvert doesn't even necessarily mean that you're shy. Mm -hmm. If you go with the, the clinical definition, I am also an introvert, but I'm a talk show host. I go to events. I speak on stage. Introvert just means that sometimes when it comes to being social, you need to rest and have some time to yourself to sort of get over that. Mm -hmm. Being shy just means you have not yet developed the confidence and the skill set to network and put yourself in front of other people. And I mean, that's what we teach at The Art of Charm. That's what we teach on the, on the Art of Charm podcast. It's all about generating that confidence. And we sort of gave you a little bit of hints uh, as to what that, 
the start of that process with the body language drill that we did. Mm-hmm. It's your job to create that. You don't have a medical excuse. Oh, I'm shy. I've always been shy. Well, <laughs> now's a great time to change that because here's here's I used to say that exact same thing. Oh, I'm shy. I'm shy. I'm shy. And uh, a mentor of mine told me, well, cool. You can either get over that and work really hard at not being that way uh or you can be unsuccessful or at least limit your success significantly. And this is the part where you and I get a ton of emails being like, I'm shy and I'm successful. Okay, maybe that's <laughs> the case. But would you have been more successful if you weren't? Everyone ag- will agree with that. Not one person can legitimately say, no, being shy has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so right. glad that I don't have the confidence to be more outgoing and speak on stage and meet tons of people because that would have been a huge waste of my time. Nobody can legitimately say that. So even if you're shy and you're successful, it doesn't show you that the concept is false. It just shows you that you have potential that you haven't reached yet because shyness is limiting that. And I'm sorry, but you know, I, I won't even entertain the idea that being shy is an advantage ever. Man, Jordan, I'm running out of compliments. You're really rocking this episode. I'm loving this conversation. And before we carry on with it, let's take a quick second to check out today's sponsor. If you're looking for a web hosting service, my number one recommendation is Bluehost. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting and a limited domain, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account. You get 24-7 top-notch support and you can install all of your WordPress sites with just a couple of clicks. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up. And when you do, Bluehost gives you a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Guys, again, make sure to give Jordan a huge shout out on Twitter at The Art of Charm. And we talked about quite many things and the title of the episode was kind of a crash course on charisma and how to become the person everybody can't wait to do business with. And you, you shared with us, Jordan, some of the, of the traits, um, both in terms of nonverbal things we can do, verbal things we can do, the mindset that we can have. And do you have maybe another, another tip that you can share with us on what we can do to really become a magnet that attracts people that can't wait to do business with us? Sure. I mean, this is a really simple thing and it's not something no one's heard before, but it's something that no one does. And and here's here's the way it goes. Once you meet somebody and it, it, they should it should be like the kind of meeting where they would remember you, not like, "Hey, thanks for sending me your business card at that thing. <laughs> uh, I think I sat next to you at dinner." Like none of that stuff. Uh, first of all, add people on Facebook liberally. It's not invasive. I don't know why people complain about it. I think there's a few people that think Facebook is like their front porch. It's not. It's a social network. They can say no. Don't feel rejected. Add them on Facebook. Send them a little note that says, pleasure meeting you. What's your mailing address? 99% of people will go, oh, uh, it's this. And then they'll be a little bit excited about what it is that you're going to send. Personally, I I sometimes send little trinkets to people if I if I know that they'll like it and it's not mm-hmm. going to be something they go uh what's this and then throw it in the garbage <laughs> but I, I because I that's kind of how I roll too <laughs> but but I'll send them a little card a little thank you card it's handwritten um I don't send them to everyone it's not because some people I like and some people I don't it's mostly a time thing but I'll send them a little thank you card and it, it's it's it when it arrives they're like oh that's cool mm-hmm. and then they think oh this person does walk the walk 
it's such a small gesture. There's no real value there other than maybe a little dopamine hit from getting some mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it, what it does is it shows them, oh, this person does follow through on what they do. Now, in business, as you know, and as every person who runs a business knows, one of the most annoying things is people who don't say, don't do what they say they're going to do, don't follow up. What it does when you send them something like that, not only does it say that you're thoughtful, but it says, oh, this person is likely to follow up and do mm-hmm. what they say they're going to do because this took extra effort that probably 99.9% of people would never have bothered with. And I do it nice. Like I've got custom little envelopes and little cards and a little wax seal. Like I, it's nice. It's like art of charm style, right? <laughs> right. You, don't, you, don't, you don't have to do that. I mean, you can get like, you can get pretty cheap stationary envelopes, go to stamps.com, you know, use, hell, use the promo code AOC or charm or whatever and get 55 <laughs> bucks. No, I'm sorry, this is your show. But I mean, no, you can hey, go to freaking- No, 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 Jordan, I have to stop you. Please share it with us, definitely. Oh, really? Okay, well, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you go to like stamps.com and you use promo code AOC or promo code charm, you can get 55 bucks in free postage. And I'm saying that because you will get, you can mail- so many thank you cards for 55 <laughs> bucks. I mean, it's like uh, it's like hundreds uh, of thank you cards. And it's it's really useful because you don't have to go to the post office to mail them. You can send them to different countries because it knows how much you should pay to send it. And the only reason I thought of it is because I'm literally using it now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great because when you send these over, people get them and they're like, oh, holy cow, you know, that's really neat. And and I, in the card, I don't just write nice meeting you, send. I write, hey, nice meeting you. You know, like what I would, I would probably send something like this to you, like, hey, it was nice meeting you. Um, you. You have a fun show and your accent makes it even more fun. I hope this goes well. <laughs> Let me know when it comes out. Uh, best of luck with everything. Stay in touch. Jordan, you know, it would be something like that. And mm-hmm. that's really good. Um, because it's so basic, but it's a real compliment, right? I told you, I, I said I liked your accent before the show. <laughs> I think you're doing a good job here. Most show hosts don't, frankly, do a good job. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. Um, but, you know, it, it makes people feel good. That's it. It's it's simple, it's genuine, it's easy, it's cheap. And it, the rewards, the leverage on that is so good. The reward on that is huge. Even if somebody looks at it for five seconds and throws it in the garbage, it doesn't matter. Again, I'm not expecting anything back from those people. I'm mm-hmm. doing it to make myself feel good. And when that happens, it, it turns around your whole day. And of course, if somebody mentions my name, you might go, oh yeah, that person's a nice guy. Remember, like I interviewed him and I got a card. That never happens. <laughs> that type of thing is really, really powerful. And I think it's really underestimated. And I also think that 90% of the people listening to this are going to go, yeah, that's cool. And then never do it. And that's right. what sets people apart is that extra bit of effort that nobody wants to put out there. So it's, it's all about kind of doing what you really should do because we know that we want to set ourselves up for success, but sometimes we stay in a, we stand in our own way. And like you told us, maybe after listening to you here, people are like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. But then they're not actually going to follow through. And thank you, Jordan, for sharing the link and your promo code with us. Guys, you're definitely going to find the link to that as well as everything else Jordan and I have covered in the show notes. And there's also going to be the link to your free transformation kit. And guys, you you find it also at theartofcharm.com. And Jordan, can you tell a couple of, to the listeners a couple of things on, on what they can expect from the free transformation kit? Uh, sure. So in, in there, we include a lot of body language drills, eye contact exercises, 
things to get you out of your shell. So if you're one of the people who's like, I'm a little introverted, go get that transformation kit because it's designed to sort of bring you out of your shell. And if you think, well, I'm really social, I'm not shy at all, you can go grab it anyway because there's a lot of stuff in there that you'll find fascinating if you're an already social person because it kind of explains how things work, how people think. Uh, it's psychology based. And of course, it includes a selection of some of the podcasts that explain these concepts and mm -hmm. really get like detailed. Awesome. Okay. So guys, again, you'll find it in the show notes. And obviously, guys, if you've enjoyed this episode with Jordan, I told you, you can find him on Twitter at The Art of Charm. You can find him at theartofcharm.com. And you can listen to his podcast. You simply go to itunes.com slash The Art of Charm. You find him there. You can listen to all the episodes of The Art of Charm. And Jordan, to wrap up this episode, this great episode, as I should say, I have one final question for you. Can you share one more knowledgeable tip with us on what we can do to become the best us and live an extraordinary life? So essentially, you know, the way that I look at a lot of these interactions, is, and of course everyone makes mistakes, but the, <laughs> the motto that we have at the end of the podcast, for example, is leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Now, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean I have to build your business for you or like change a tire on your car, but it does mean that when I go to coffee, if the barista seems a little bit down or distracted, I might make a little joke, smile, and make pleasant conversation. And I add that little bit of energy and people remember that, right? That's mm -hmm. people will go, Hey, it's that guy, a smiley guy. I mean, <laughs> I've had that happen when they don't know my name. And then the next time they go in there, Hey Jordan, what's up, man? Hey, coffee's on me. Thanks for the mm -hmm. tip the other day. I gave a guy, uh, not a tip, like a money tip, but I, I told him like, Hey man, you know, you look really stressed out. I normally don't tell people that, but it, one thing that helps me when I do that is just seriously, like go in the back room somewhere and just do like 20 pushups. I guarantee you, you'll feel a little bit better. He goes, well, it sounds kind of stupid, but I'm totally going to try that because I'm in a crap mood. And I go, yeah, man, go for it. He came back uh, the other, or I came back to the coffee shop the other day and he was like, dude, that works. I've told like <laughs> five of my friends about that already. I, how did you figure that out? And I'm like, I used to fall asleep during a college class. I'd go do push-ups. I'd be awake feeling good. And he goes, man, I can't believe it took me 25 years to learn that. And that stupid little tip changed the way this guy w does his job when he mm -hmm. feels like I don't want to be here. He goes and does 20 push one. He's going to be jacked, right? He's going to be huge <laughs> in a couple months. But like he loved that. And that didn't cost me anything. Smiling, laughing, joking around. That doesn't cost me anything. It's a little bit of energy that comes back to you, right? I feel mm -hmm. good for having done that. People remember me for having done that. That's what it means to leave things better than you found it. So if you start to work that into your daily routine, I don't mean you have to be on all the time, but if you start to work that into your daily routine at all, you will, I mean, you can go to the grocery store and the cashier who checks you out, you know, you can say, I like your earrings. That's it. Mm -hmm. There doesn't have to be any agenda attached to it at all. She's just going to feel good for a few minutes about her earrings. That's what that means. And that, that compounds, that adds up, that stacks up and it changes who you are. And I know that sounds like a dramatic statement, but try it, see how it works for you. Jordan, really, you rock. Thank you so much for taking time off your busy day, for being here with us and for all your valuable tips that you share here with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. All righty, everybody, we are back. Jordan, man, thank you so much for this incredibly cool interview. Thank you for taking time of your very busy schedule and being here with us and for sharing 
valuable tips. And thank you also for, for your promo code that you mentioned, where we can get a great deal for stamps and postage. So guys, I mentioned at the beginning, I just want to remind it, go to 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 30, where you find the promo code to stamps.com. You find the show notes with everything Jordan and I have mentioned, and you also find the free downloads, you find the action guide for this episode, and you find the Art of Charms free transformation kit. So again, 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 30. In last episode, episode 29, we talked about how to grow your business with creativity and out-of-the-box thinking, and I told you, I actually whispered, if you remember, that I'm working on something that you're gonna love, and it is actually gonna launch next week. So, Make sure to stay tuned. And if you don't want to miss any episode of the podcast, you can find it on iTunes at 360entrepreneur.net slash iTunes or on Stitcher. In case you have an Android device, you can go to 360entrepreneur.net slash Stitcher. You can subscribe there so that you get all the previous 29 episodes and you get all the new episodes as soon as I hit publish. Yanni Lunga here. Thank you so much for joining Jordan and I for this awesome conversation and I'll be back with you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.